of Christmas. I love the season of Christmas. I love all the traditions. You get to get the CDs out, if you still have CDs. Many of you still do, I know. Uh, If you have uh, those Christmas albums that you only get out once a year, and uh, everybody has their own favorite songs. And and of course, I want to encourage thick traditions built around this uh, Advent and Christmas season. Uh, But often, when we do that, when we emphasize that it's an important season, that we should set aside time to reflect on the Incarnation, to think about what it means that Christ came, that God came and took on flesh, and what are the implications of that, sometimes our traditions can tend to overshadow and crowd out the real reason for why we are celebrating. I'm not I don't think the answer is to stop the gift-giving and the merrymaking, but this morning I just want to return to the reason for it. We have been walking through this Advent season seeing Christ in Isaiah. And our text this morning is from Isaiah 52, and it really is fulfilled in uh, the text we read from Luke 2 with the angels uh, revealing themselves to the shepherds and telling them to go to Bethlehem for a Savior is born. And so we're going to look at what that uh, fulfillment, where it comes from in Isaiah, and there we find that the birth of Christ brings comfort and redemption that we must share with the world. And so if you have a Bible or just listen as we read together from Isaiah chapter 52, beginning at verse 7. How beautiful upon the mountains are the feet of Him who brings good news, who publishes peace, who brings good news of happiness, who publishes salvation, who says to Zion, Your God reigns. The voice of your watchmen, they lift up their voice. Together they sing for joy, for eye to eye they see. The return of the Lord to Zion. Break forth together into singing, you waste places of Jerusalem. For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. The Lord has bared His holy arm before the eyes of all the nations. And all the ends of the earth shall see the salvation of our God. These are the words of the Lord. Let's pray together. Our gracious God and Father, we're so comforted in the redemption that we have received because of our Savior Jesus Christ, who came to earth as a little baby, the humblest of forms. He took on flesh so that He could dwell among us, so that He could assume a body to heal the broken and sinful world that we have made. Father, as we open up the good news of the coming Savior. Let us rejoice and join our voices with all those throughout history publishing the good news that Christ the Savior is born today. We pray this in Christ's name and amen. A messenger, which uh, the word for that is angel, a messenger announces here in verse 7, 
the good news that peace, happiness, and salvation has come because God reigns. The watchmen, and you could think of the shepherds, receive this gospel with great joy, rejoicing in song at the sight of the Lord who has come back to Israel to comfort her and redeem her. Verses 8 and 9. And these watchmen are not just told the good news, but they see it with their own eyes. Verse 8, and they call all of Jerusalem to join them in songs of praise. Verse 9, singing signifies entering joyfully into a benefit for which one has not worked. A response to a blessing another has freely provided. We sing because we receive something. We have been given something. We have been given a work that we did not work for. This salvation comprising comfort and redemption was not unknown to the world. For the might of the Lord in His deliverance of Israel was seen by all. In verse 10. This scene is perfectly replayed for us in the fulfillment when the angels, messengers, announced the gospel of peace to shepherds, watchmen, of the birth of a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Luke 2.11 Suddenly, the whole place is filled with the songs of praise as all of the hosts of heaven singing praise to God. Verses 13 to 15. Prompted by this encounter with the angels, they go into Bethlehem to investigate. Verse 15. And finding Mary, Joseph, and the baby, they recount to them the good news that had been proclaimed by the angels. Everyone around them marveled as the shepherds returned to their flocks, rejoicing to have seen the Savior return to Zion, to bring comfort and redemption to those in darkness, exile. Verse 20. See, the good news promised long before found its fulfillment in the birth of Jesus. And this Christmas Day, we join in the celebration of His birth as we ourselves publish the good news. The Lord has returned to Zion, providing comfort and redemption through the birth of a Savior who is Christ the Lord. We see then from this text and its fulfillment in Luke that the birth of Christ brings comfort and redemption that we must share with the world. Now I want you to imagine the experience of living through the events that the shepherds witnessed. They heard the good news and they saw the Lord return to Zion. Imagine being just lowly shepherds keeping watch over your sheep and then seeing a mighty host in heaven come and announce the good news that the Savior has come. And then, not only having that announcement, but then going and seeing it for yourself. Seeing the baby in a manger and recounting all the joy that was told to them. That is the bringing all of Jerusalem together to sing in the praises of God's deliverance. And our text from Isaiah is filled with joy and mirth, bringing relief to those who had been deprived of it for so long. The threefold news announced to them culminates in salvation, which consists in a peace with God, the restoration of happiness. And that word for happiness is is in the Hebrew, can mean merry. Merry Christmas. As in Proverbs 15, 15, 
All the days of the afflicted are evil, but the merry of heart have a continual feast. Merry Christmas results from the gospel of peace that Jesus came to bring us. As long as we remain in sin, which is characterized in Scripture as being in darkness, death, exile, we cannot have peace. Peace, of course, results from being reconciled back to God. Because of sin, the relationship between us and God was torn apart and we are separated from Him. In order for us to be at peace, that peace that passes all understanding, we have to experience being reconciled back to God. Having our sins forgiven. Having the enmity that God is our enemy because He is against us because of sin removed. That's the good news that the angels came to announce to the shepherds. You see, without Christ's birth, there's no death. Without the death of Christ, there's no redemption. Merry Christmas is only possible because Jesus came and He died. You see, the announcement of the angels is not work harder because your Savior is here. And prepare yourself to receive Him by being a good person. By being righteous. Then He will accept you and save you. The message of the angels is your Savior is coming to accomplish your salvation. From the beginning to the end. He will bring you that peace. By forgiving your sins and by restoring you back to that relationship with God. And of course, the results of Jesus dying for you is the restoration of all things. A process that Jesus began in his birth, continued in his death and resurrection, and is still in the process of doing until he comes again. That is the comfort Isaiah speaks of which he, had, he has already clarified over and over again in, in his book. But if we, if we flip back just one chapter to 51, verse 3, it says, For the Lord comforts Zion. He comforts all her waste places. And He makes her wilderness like Eden, her desert like the garden of the Lord. Joy and gladness will be found in her, thanksgiving and the voice of song. You see, redemption brings the restoration of the created order. As we looked at more closely at the, at the first and the second, or the second and third Sunday of Advent, wastelands become Eden, which is the original intention behind our cultural mandate given to Adam in the garden to make the world an Eden. The mandate is now possible as Christ restores all things and brings comfort to his people. The the published good news of comfort and peace and restoration and redemption is what we call the indicative. It's an announcement of something that God has done. The angels come and proclaim the gospel of peace. They don't come and give a new law. They come and they give the gospel. The restoration of all things, the comfort and the redemption that the Savior brings is something He 
alone accomplishes. That's why it's good news. Because we, if you had followed the storyline from Genesis to where Isaiah is, have tried over and over again as a people to correct ourselves. And no doubt many of you have done the same. We, we're coming close to New Year's and we all make resolutions. And how far do we make it? You know, February. <laughs> it's funny to see the gyms fill up. I hate January at the gym because you get all these people and it's great. I want them there and, and be, being healthy and working out. But, but then by February, it's, it's back to being empty again. And that, that's because that's how we are. Right? We try in our own efforts. We bootstrap it. Right, We say, I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps. But that's not good news. Because come February, where would we all be? See, the announcement of good news is that the Savior has come to deliver His people, to comfort them, to bring redemption and the restoration of all things. But notice that also the message of good news is shared with the world by the community that has experienced it. The watchmen who hear the gospel preached to them turn and call everyone to join in their songs of joyous praise. And in fact, that is is the only command in this section. The gospel indicatives have been announced as the angels publish the glad tidings of great joy that in Bethlehem, Christ the Savior is born. That is news that is received and rested in, as all of God's promises are. The only requirement this news demands is to join our voices in the glad refrain by giving thanks to the Lord for His salvation. Break forth together into singing. That's a command. In verse 9, For the Lord has comforted His people. He has redeemed Jerusalem. As I mentioned earlier, singing is a way to express joy and gratitude for blessings one has received without having to work for them. That's how we give thanks to God. We lift up our voices in praise and give and sing. Just as the shepherds make known what the angels had told them, we are to publish the news widely. We have entered in to Christ's labor, comforted and redeemed by Him. Our task is not to strive to enter, but to strive to make it known. Go tell it on the mountain that Jesus Christ is born. Paul, quoting Isaiah from this very text, in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, says this, For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, and here he quotes from Isaiah, How beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. But they have not all obeyed the gospel. For Isaiah says, Lord, who has believed what he has heard from us? So faith comes from hearing and hearing through the word of Christ. 
You see, God has ordained that the proclamation of the gospel is his chosen method for spreading this comfort, this gospel of peace, this good news of happiness to the world. Not only were the angels' feet beautiful, but all those who carry the same message of peace and salvation to the watching world. The poet George Herbert said, The shepherds sing, Shall I be silent? If you have received the good news of the gospel, if you know that your sins are forgiven and that you are at peace with God and that you have been reconciled to Him, how can you not lift your voices with the angels to proclaim, He has done it! I am forgiven! And I want you to experience that same joy and comfort that comes from the peace of God. How can we be silent How can we let our traditions which loudly trumpet that very truth? It's one of the few times you can go to the mall and hear the Lordship of Christ come over the loudspeakers. As secular music plays joy to the world. I read one statistic that said 90% of Americans celebrate Christmas. Many may not know the true meaning of the holiday, but you do. As they exchange gifts and they enjoy breakfast burritos and they share joy with each other, they bear witness to the greatest gift of all, the Savior, who is Christ the Lord. Your task this morning is to invite others to see what you see. To make known to the world that the birth of Jesus has brought you comfort and redemption. Be the beautiful feet of those who bring good news. That down in a lowly manger, our humble Christ was born. And brought us all salvation, that blessed Christmas morn. Go tell it on the mountain, over the hills and everywhere. Go tell it on the mountain. That Jesus Christ is born. That Jesus Christ is born. Amen? Let's pray together. Oh God, our Father, we give you thanks for the birth of your Son. That we have benefited from His work. And so we lift up our voices to sing in praise, knowing that our sins have been forgiven.